Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody feeling? You're awake. You're alert. You're ready for this beautiful day that the Lord has made. No one is lying in bed right now. Everyone's up and they're moving. Now, I know that's a lie. I know a lot of y'all still in bed. Y'all barely logged on this morning, but that's okay. That is okay because we are going to dig into the word. We're going to get into Leviticus. We're going to be talking about, about peace offerings today, um, about sacrifice and, and, and what that means for us today, you know. We're, we're, we're doing these soaps and we're in Leviticus and it's really, really easy to focus on that was for the Israelites thousands and thousands of years ago. Like, how does this apply to me today? Well, I'm telling you right now, it all applies to us to even today, right? Because everything points back to what we're going through today. It points back to Jesus and Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to dig right in. Father, we just praise you for this morning, Lord God. Father, this truly is your day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So Father, I pray that as we spend this brief time together, myself and my brothers and sisters, that, that you will be with us, Father. Your Holy Spirit will be at every single home, every vehicle, every office space, wherever this word is being heard, Lord God, whether right now or later on the blog or in, on the podcast, Father, that your Holy Spirit will be there revealing things to us, opening up our minds, opening up our hearts, Lord God, and, and just revealing new truths for each of us, Father, Lord. Be with us during this time, and we just continue to praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, let's give it a stretch. Leviticus 3. We are in Leviticus 3, and I am reading from the New King James Version. When his offering is a, a sacrifice of a peace offering, if he offers it of the herd, eat whether male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall sprinkle the blood all around the altar. Then he shall offer from the sacrifice of the peace offering an offering made by the fire to the Lord. The fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove. And Aaron's son shall burn on the altar upon the burnt sacrifice, which is on the wood that is on the fire as an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. If his offering is a sacrifice as a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord is of the flock, whether male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offers a lamb as his offering, he shall offer it before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it before the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron's son shall sprinkle its blood all around the altar. Then he shall offer from the sacrifice of the peace offering as an offering made by the 
by fire to the Lord, its fat and the whole fat tail, which ye shall remove close to the backbone, and the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them by the flanks, and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove, and the priest shall burn them on the altar as food, an offering made by fire to the Lord. And if his offering is a goat, then he shall offer it before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on its head and kill it before the, the tabernacle of meeting. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood all around the altar. Then he shall offer from its from it his offering as an offering made by fire to the Lord. The fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys, the, and the fat that is on them by the flanks, and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as food. An offering made by fire for a sweet aroma. All the fat is the Lord's. This shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations and all your dwellings. You shall eat neither fat nor blood. Amen. Amen. All right, let's give it a stretch. Let's get that Bustelo in. All right, brothers and sisters, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? We're talking about barbecue right we cooking up these animals we cooking up the, the fat and the entrails and you know and listen i like to barbecue right and if you've heard any of my messages i i, I try to you know I, I might you know insert some things about you know smoking meat and and, and barbecue and, and all this stuff but this wasn't really just barbecue okay there was a a very significant meaning behind all of this right why did God want the children of Israel to offer sacrifice in such a way, right? What was the, the meaning behind it? Why did he worry about the fat and the entrails and making sure you, you burn the kidneys and the liver and you don't eat this and don't touch this? Okay, right? These are questions that we've asked, right? And these are questions that, quite honestly, you know, most of us, we just skip over the book of Leviticus a lot of times. Right. Because I don't care about sacrifices. I ain't sacrificing nothing. Right. But let's look into the deeper meaning. Verse one, it says when his offering is a sacrifice of a peace offering. I'll say so. So so in contrast to the burnt offering that we read about in chapter one, the sacrifice of a peace offering could be either male or or a female animal. However, the animal still had to be without blemish. All right. Without blemish means that that we're that we're giving God the best. It means that that, you know, it's a sinless substitute, just as Jesus was the sinless substitute for us being punished without blemish. Again, points to Jesus, Jesus, who was the perfect sacrifice. First Peter 119 says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot see the, the 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 peace offering was not what was not an offering to make peace with god okay the peace offering wasn't an offering to make peace with god right that's the sin offering we're gonna we're gonna learn about tomorrow in leviticus 4 but the peace offering was an offering to have so that we can enjoy peace with god all right it's not to make peace with god but to enjoy the peace that we have with God. See, the whole reason that Jesus, you know, made peace between the Father and, and the believer is so that peace could be enjoyed. Right? 
And so we can enjoy peace with the Father. That's, that, that's why Jesus came, to bridge the gap between us and the Father. So now we're, just, we're not just going through life, you know, just trudging along. I'm just doing my godly duty. I'm serving in the church and I'm doing, no. It's, yes, the Christian life is not an easy life, but it's also a life that we can have peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. How many times have you been through something, right? You've been through something. It doesn't make any sense why you have peace. Your world is falling apart, right? You may have, you may have lost your job. There may be a, a medical diagnosis. Whatever the case may be, your marriage is falling apart. Your kids are acting crazy. But you have peace. You have that peace that sur surpasses all understanding. And that's what this peace offering was. It wasn't to make peace with God, but it's so we could enjoy the peace that we have in him. So, and the, the, the greatest peace offering that was ever made, we read about it in 1 Kings chapter 8, when, when, when Solomon built the temple. Okay, so fast forward. Right now we have the tabernacle. The tabernacle has been built and the children of Israel, you know, right now as they're in the wilderness and they're traveling, they're, the, the, the tabernacle is where they met with God. Fast forward a few hundred years and then we have Solomon. He builds the temple, the actual temple to God. And Solomon's like, we gonna have a sacrifice, right? And this was the biggest sacrifice probably the world has ever seen. We have 22,000 cattle sacrificed, 120,000 sheep sacrificed to the Lord to dedicate the temple. See, that's history's greatest barbecue. It's not the barbecue I have in my backyard every once in a while. That was history's greatest barbecue, right? But all of it was the sacrifice unto the Lord to dedicate to the Lord. See, but while that was the greatest peace offering, the actual greatest peace offering ever made happen when Jesus gave himself onto the cross as the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice to bridge the gap between us and the Father. See, all these sacrifices that are listed in the book of Leviticus, and it, they were all designed because the children of Israel, they were afraid to have that face-to-face -face with God. Because in the beginning, God came down, right? When they were, when they right when they, they left Egypt, God came down. It's like, I want to meet with them. And they were afraid. They were afraid. Only Moses was brave enough to go speak with God. And God wanted to meet them. And they were, and they were scared. So then God said, okay. You don't want to have this, okay? Then you're going to be like all the other nations in this sense that there's going to be things you need to do to get close to me. And so, for generations, they were doing this until Jesus came. And when Jesus came and his flesh was ripped, the veil of the temple was ripped, and now there's no separation. There's no need for all these sacrifices. You don't have to have peace offerings and grain offerings and sacrificial this and sacrificial that. 
It's not a coincidence that soon after Jesus was, was crucified on the cross, that sacrificial worship in Judaism ended. It's not a coincidence. And they can say, well, the temple was destroyed and blah, blah, blah. They could still could have sacrificed, but it stopped. Why? Because there was no need for sacrifice. There was no need. And that's what Jesus did. Because his sacrifice paid the, the ultimate penalty for our sins. He made peace between us and God. Romans 5, 1 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. The peace sacrifice has been made. Either male or female animal could have been used at this point. When it, when it comes to peace and fellowship with God, there is no male or female. All are welcome. All are welcome to have peace with God. Leviticus 7 is going to further explain that the peace offering made for Thanksgiving was to be presented with an offering of unleavened bread and, and, and also um, leavened bread. Unleavened and unleavened bread was going to be used during the sacrifice. These, these two presented as an offering may have been may, may be considered a, a prophetic announcement of God bringing Jew and Gentile together in the peace of Jesus as the Messiah. Think about that. Leaven and unleavened bread, you can't mix those two. They're not supposed to be mixed. But in this, there's a sacrifice in Leviticus 7 where they do come together. God was already telling the children of Israel, and they didn't hear it, that he was going to bring all men unto him, all people unto him. Verse 2, he shall lay his hand on the head of the offering. As with the burnt offering, the, the one bringing the offering identified with the substitute sacrifice. And symbolically, by placing their hand on the animal, they symbolically transferred their sin to the sacrifice. They lay their hands and they symbolically tra transfer. And they killed it at the door of the tabernacle, it says. Now, the sense is probably, but but we can't be certain that the Israelite that was bringing the sacrifice actually made the cut to the animal's neck that bled the animal to death. We don't we, we can't say for sure, but there's a good chance that when you brought this animal, you weren't just taking your goat or your sheep or your lamb or whatever. You're rolling up to the tabernacle and say, "Ah, right, here you go. I'm done. No. Because we know if we look way back before the, 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 the last plague in Egypt, that the sheep that was brought. Right. To be sacrificed to, for the blood on the doorpost, there was a process. That sheep had to be brought into the family, into the home, and cared for for a matter of days. So, in essence, that 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 sacrifice became part of the family. So now, fast forward, when it comes to bringing your sacrifice, this animal had to be without blemish. Which means it could not be around the other animals where it might be get kicked, it might get dirty, it can get bruised. So they still had to bring the animal into the home and care for it. So now this animal that you care for and then you and, and, and you probably fell in love with, 
You had to take it and you had to kill it. There's a loss in sacrifice. And God wasn't going to let the children of Israel go out scot-free. You weren't just, you know, doing a drive-by sacrifice. You roll by the door of the tabernacle, like, hey, there you go. That's not the way it worked. But then it was the job of the priest to take the blood of the animal and sprinkle it over the altar. Verse 3, the fat that comes, uh, that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails. And, and the peace offering, the blood of the animal, was offered to God along with the fat which was burned on the altar of sacrifice. Verse five, on the altar, upon the burnt sacrifice, it says the altar that received God's portion of the peace offering was the same altar that received the burnt offering. Peace and fellowship with God come on the same basis as God's sacrifice for sin. The cross of Jesus Christ is not only the place where our sins were paid for by the sacrifice of Jesus, but it's also a place where we can enjoy peace and fellowship with God. So at the cross, where the ultimate sacrifice was made, we can enjoy peace with God. Think about the dichotomy of that. And it's the same thing here. When you had the burnt sacrifices and the, the peace sacrifices, doesn't always make sense, brothers and sisters. But where the sacrifice was made, we can find peace. Verse 5 says, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. The offering of, of, of the animal's fat from the different parts of the, of the sacrifice please God. It says it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. See, fat was considered to be the prime portion. It gave flavor and moisture to the meat. Those of us who barbecue or we smoke, we know if you have a, if you have a steak, the fattier the steak, the more flavor is going to be on that steak. You know what I'm saying? We're more, we're, come on, come on. Am I am I am I lying? Come on. You know what I'm saying? That's where all the flavor is at. You know, you don't want to go. You don't want to go to the butcher shop and get a steak that's that's got no fat on it. Okay, you might as well listen, man, men. If you ever get a steak and it has no fat in it, I'm going to revoke your man card, right? I'm going to go to church. I'm a, I'm pulling your man card. That's not how it works. But see, but, but see, so as we enjoy that thing, God enjoyed the sweet aroma of the fat being burned. And symbolically also, fat is, is the stored energy of the animal. So it's a way of us offering our energy and our work to God. By it burning. This phrase of the sweet aroma is used of the first three offerings the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the peace offering. But it's not used for the sin offering or the trespass offering. You see, the idea is in the first three, the fire brings out the aroma. But in the last two, the fire destroys the sacrifice. It destroys it. See, if we're rebellious and we're persisting in our in our sin, the fire is going to destroy us. There's the 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 the, the imagery of of metal being worked. Iron sharpens iron, and and 
when when iron is being worked, they got to put it into the fire. They put it into the fire, and as the the metal as as it melts, all of the impurities come out. The dross, this is what it's called, comes out of it, and then they take it out, and they they work it, they work it, and then they they burn it again. Okay, all that stuff, all those impurities get burnt up. But if we remain in our sin, we will get burnt up with our sin, brothers and sisters. But when we're yielded to Christ, when we submit to the Lord, the fire brings out the beauty of our character, the beauty of our character that, that is found in Jesus Christ. Come on, brothers and sisters. So if you're going through something, if you're going through the fire, I'm going to implore you, go through the fire. Let the Lord take you through the fire. Let the Lord take away the impurities of your life. But if you're going through the fire and then you're also remaining in your sin, you will be burnt up. You will not survive the process. But if you're yielding to him and allowing him to work in your life, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you will come out shinier, sharper, and more ready for the battle that is before you. Come on. That is a that is a word for somebody because somebody right now is going through something. They're going through an unspoken, they have an unspoken need in their life, and they need the Lord to take them through the fire. The blood and the fat of the sacrifice were given to the Lord. The meat portions um, were for the one who brought the offering. So they would bring the offering to the Lord and they would cut it up and a portion of the meat would go back to the person bringing it. Okay. So they, 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 they could take the meat back home, but then a portion was set aside for the priests. The offering of the, the whole fat tail, this is significant. Okay. When it talks about the fat tail and the backbone and whatnot, because this portion of the animal was considered a delicacy. Right? A is the, this is like the filet mignon of, of, of the meat, right? And on some of these animals, this portion of, 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 of the animal could weigh up to 60 pounds. Can you imagine 60 pounds of filet mignon? Doug, I be eating good all week. You know what I'm saying? It was valued for eating, but it was not to be eaten in this portion. It was not to be eaten during the sacrifice. Neither the priest nor the one bringing the offering could, could have this portion of the meat. It was to be burned on the altar. This delicacy, the sacrifice. Sacrifices are not designed to be easy, brothers and sisters. We don't go into a sacrifice just happy-go-lucky. Yay, I'm going to lose. But in the end, the blessing that comes when you give. When you give what you desire, you give those things that you want in your heart. You say, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. I want this relationship, God, but I'm going to give it to you. There's this job opportunity. God, I want this job opportunity. It's going to bring so many more benefits and pay and better work hours. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving it to you. Whatever portion you want to give back to me is what I'm going to take. Verse 11 says the priest shall burn them on the altar as food. The idea was that that this this, this portion of of um sacrifice was was God's food. 
This was his portion of the sacrifice. See, the family that brought the peace offering would eat their portion. and But the portion right here, the fatty portion, belonged to God. And other portions of the of the of the um animal that were that were cooked up and they were they were burned on the offering. There was a portion that you actually shared with God. You shared together. See, sacrifice was a form of worship, and the worshiper in this sense shared a meal with the Lord, which means they had fellowship with him. So even in the sacrifice, even in these laws that God had to put in place. Because, because Israel was too scared to have that close, deep, intimate relationship. God was still putting things in the law that almost forced them to have relationship with him, have fellowship with him. Because God wanted fellowship with Israel. Just as God wants fellowship with every single one of us today. He desires it. He craves it. Verse 17, and we're going to begin to close here. It says, you shall eat neither fat nor blood. You would not eat the fat or the blood of the animal. All that was burnt up. See, there was a, there was a, a spiritual significance to this. Because, um, and, and, and this, this significant is relevant to the, the peace offering. See, we enjoy peace with God by giving him the best. And we give him our energy, which is the fats of the animal. And by giving him our lives, which is the blood of the animal, we enjoy peace. But even as, as it was impossible to remove all the blood from the animal, it's also and it, and, and it was also impossible to remove all the fat from the meat. This means that this speaks of, of removing as much as possible as we can and offering it to the Lord. See, we ask forgiveness for our sins, but we're still sinful creatures. So this is a daily reminder, brothers and sisters, a daily that we are always going to have sin in our lives. But we need to daily sacrifice ourselves to the Lord and ask God to remove those impurities from us, to remove the, quote, the fat and the blood of the sacrifice out of our lives every single day and he will do it for some of us it's a it's a every single morning submitting to the lord submission to the lord is sacrifice you're submitting your wants your desires your needs even all the good stuff we're submitting it to the lord and so my brothers and sisters when you wake up in the morning Submit to the Lord. Ask him to take those impurities out of your heart. See, there was also uh, a practical significance to this command of not eating the, the blood or the fat. See, so what, whatever other benefits may be in eating less fat and blood, it's, it, you know, practically there's also, you know, there's parasites and there is tapeworms and there are all, all kinds of other things that are found in fatty tissues of animals. So by obeying the command, the ancient Israelites, they avoided great exposure to, to dangerous parasites. It says, you again, you shall eat neither fat nor blood. Another thing is, is that the ritual eating of blood was a common practice of pagan peoples. See, God wanted his people 
separated from pagan rituals removed from the things that pagan because then if god allowed it it's even easier for the children of israel to be like well we worship like this and so do they so what's the difference between their god and our god and god is saying no there is a huge difference between me and the rest of them fake gods that are trying to be me because there's no one like our god there's no other god he is the God above all other gods. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he wanted, he was trying to say, we are going to be separate from everybody else. So he wanted them separated from the pagan rituals and, and to instead recognize that life and blood are strongly connected. Genesis 9 verse 4 says, but you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is its blood. He wanted them to sacrifice the blood. And this was this was forbidden in order to maintain reverence to God and to maintain worship to God. Partly out of opposition to idolaters who use, again, to drink the blood of a sacrifice, but also as a foreshadow of respecting the blood of Christ. See, when we take communion and we, we symbolically take the blood of christ during communion we do it with reverence we do it to remember the sacrifice that god made that jesus made and we don't take it lightly we're not we're not sitting back during the week popping open communion elements and just 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 sipping blood the the, the wine or the, the juice just because we're bored no we take reverence from it and that's what that's what god was trying to get the children of israel to do don't take this lightly don't just don't drink this blood because god knew in the future they were going to be symbolically taking the sacrifice of the blood of jesus christ a perpetual statute throughout your generations this phrase was is used 17 times throughout the book of leviticus a perpetual statute throughout your generations and it indicates a rule that is to be observed by all Israelites for all time. Wherever they lived, in whatever land, in all your dwellings, remember this law. Because it was still going to be thousands of gener uh, years before Jesus came. There's going to be a whole lot of time. So he wanted them to remember. Remember this law. Remember the sacrifices you need to make for all your generations. Because people, humans, let's raise a hand, are kind of knuckleheads. And it's really, we, we tend to forget real quick. But God's saying, my law says, don't forget. Remember the sacrifice. Remember what's important. Remember what I commanded you. Because at some point, there's going to be another man that's going to come to be the ultimate sacrifice. And when he comes, there will be no need for other sacrifices because he has the final say, the final sacrifice. He is going to rip the veil from the temple. He is going to give his blood, pour his blood out 
to be the ultimate sacrifice. And that through him, you will have an everlasting, eternal relationship with me. That's what God is saying. And that's what God is telling each and every one of you. You have the right, the ability to have an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ, an eternal relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. We don't have to do all these sacrifices. We don't have to go through all these steps. We don't have to prepare an animal. or No, no. we just have to offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice and say, God, I'm yours. Use me as you see fit. Remove the impurities from me. I give you my time. I give you my life. I give you my energy. And I'm telling you, God will take that and things will change. That's how you can have that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's how you can go through the fire and still have a smile on your face. That's how you can, re- you can get any report from any doctor, any boss, any family member, no matter how bad and devastating. And you can still praise God. I will still praise God in the midst of the storm. I can still have a smile on my face. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it sucks. Yes, I'm going to cry some tears. But I am still going to praise my God because he is still on the throne and he still has all power and authority. Whew, my time is done. I'm a, uh, uh, ooh. See, now I'm warmed up. I'm warmed up, Doug. It's about to, we, we have, y'all, y'all got another 30 minutes? Let's go. Come on. Listen, brothers and sisters, I love you. This word is for somebody. Remember, the peace offering was not to make peace with God, but so we can enjoy peace with God. So enjoy it. We have a privilege. There are people in the world who do not know God. And when they're going through life's struggles, it's like like the world is falling apart. But we can go through life's struggles and we can say, oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will still rejoice and I will still be glad in it. Amen. Let's pray before I'm about to keep, ooh, before I keep going, let's pray. Father, I, we love you, Lord. And Lord, we just praise you, Father, that, that through all generations, through all of time, you have been seeking us out. You have been seeking a relationship with us. You created us for a relationship, Lord. So, Father, I praise you and I thank you that we were alive today and not thousands of years ago where we had to go through the process of killing animals and, and, and getting covered in blood and doing all this, Lord. But all we have to do is look to your son, Jesus. Look to your son, Jesus Christ, Father. And that we have access to you. So, Lord, we praise you for what you're doing. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord, who made the sacrifice of waking up in the morning to get into your word. Woke up this morning to get into your presence, Father. I pray that you will honor them for the sacrifice this morning. I pray that your word will just will, will be stamped on their heart, Lord God, and you will, will bring it to remembrance as they go about their day, their week, their month, Lord, even their year, Father. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we praise your holy, precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you guys next week. God bless.